Hi, great to have you. Thanks. It is the Joe Pag Show for your Monday, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247-JOEPAGS.com. I've got a few stupid videos from uh, Joe Biden today. If you want to see them, uh, first of all, my, my latest come on video over on Instagram, I just put it up. Now, I put one up over the weekend. Um, I put a couple of, Carrie, you probably didn't check these out because you don't go to the Instagram much. No. But I took the, um, I don't know if you saw this picture of John Fetterman, the the senator from Pennsylvania, who had a stroke, has a real problem communicating. He's not cognitively able to do the job, in my opinion, yet for some reason he beat Dr. Oz. Doesn't make any sense. So he goes up the other day and he reads something. And uh, I actually put this on the show as well, I think Thursday or Friday. And he says, say it again, where he's reading, where they're telling him just to say it again. But he reads, say it again. But he's wearing a hoodie and shorts. I didn't realize he was wearing shorts. Did you know he was wearing shorts, Yeah, I too? saw that picture. Yeah. So there's a picture of him with three or four other senators who are all wearing suits and ties, which they should be. It's a job where he's supposed to be respectful. So I took that song from Sesame Street. Uh, three of these things kind of belong here. Three of these things are kind of the same. And I zoomed out on him. And that's doing big business. You got to go and check that out on Instagram Reels. Instagram.com. Put in at Joe Talk Show. J-O-E-T-A-L-K-S-H-O-W. Go check that out. I've got uh, Biden today, where I guess he was talking about the president of South Korea. He thinks the guy's name is President Loon. It's not, um, but it, it appears as though he thinks that it is. Now, for some reason, Instagram is not showing a, um, a thumbnail for this. But Joe Biden decides that, that he got together with President Loon. I think this is it. This may not be. And what's going on now is the look, look at the meeting we had here today, uh, t- uh, today and yesterday, uh, the Quad. Did, uh, I bet you, I would maybe some of you thought it, but I doubt many, many, many people in this audience or any other audience would have said that two years after being elected, I'd be able to convince India, Australia, Japan, and the United States to form an organization called the Quad to maintain stability in the Indian Ocean and the South China Sea. India, Australia, and Japan, along with the United States, carries the quad. Mm-hmm. He put them together. He, nobody thought he'd be able to do that in two years. It's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. You know when the quad was, was formed? I don't. 2017 under Trump. Oh. Now, maybe I missed it. I just played a soundbite. Did it not sound like he was taking credit for putting the quad together? Well, it... Did sound like that. <laughs> Nobody thought he could do it because it already got done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was done f- six years ago. Let me play it again. He's actually. I'll get to the one where he calls the president of South Korea President Loon, and it's not. And what's going on now is the look, look at the meeting we had here today, uh, uh, today and yesterday, uh, the Quad. Did, uh, I bet you, I would maybe some of you thought it, but. I doubt many, many people in this audience or any other audience would have said that two years after being elected, I'd be able to convince India, Australia, Japan, and the United States to form an organization called the Quad to maintain stability in the Indian Ocean and the South China Sea. Right. Well, you didn't. So, no, we didn't think you could do it because it was already done. Why would you have to do it if it already was formed? The Quad existed. Since 2017, when Trump convened it, he brought that group together. But he just says it and just didn't get away with it. Now, the South Korean president's name is Yoon Suk Yul. Yoon is Y O O N, 
then S-U-K, Suk, and then Y-E-O-L, Yuol. Now, I made a uh, a come on video out of this, but um, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think he gets it right. I've spoken at length with President Loon of South Korea. He came to Washington of late. Did that sound like um, Yoon Suk Yol? Carry anything? No. What, what did he appear to say? Uh, loon. Like a lunatic. He called him President Loon. Yoon, I guess that was his, that's his first name. Was... Called him President but, Loon. Yeah. President Loon. And this is our best friend, South Korea. I've spoken at length with President Loon of South Korea. He came to Washington of late. There you go. Came to Washington of late, and he didn't know his name. President Loon. Getting it done. This is the President of the United States. Now listen, there's another piece of video of him out there getting lost again. He's standing there like a, like a statue among the other G7 people, and he, and he doesn't know where to go. He's pointing this way or that way. I, I, I didn't have the heart to pull that one today. But go and check out the come on videos, because I've got the President Loon one. That's up there. Um, we, we've got just several. There's one where he's just talking, Carrie, just talking about nothing. Just going on and on and on about nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he doesn't really say anything. That's the second to the last. So that did 100,000 like in two seconds. Oh. Because people are just, people are like, okay, I, I've got to see the come on videos today. But I have no idea why uh, on this one today with President Loon, um, they're not showing a thumbnail, which is kind of interesting. It's just like a black screen. It still did 7,000 7, in about 30 minutes. But um, I, I don't know. This is the guy out there representing us. Now he's going to come back and try to negotiate with McCarthy, and they're still trying to make it look like McCarthy and the, and the Republicans somehow have harmed this uh, their ability to, to get this done. By the way, a quick inside baseball. Other talk show hosts won't do this for you. I will. Not that they're bad and I'm good. It's just that I, I have no, no problem you know, pulling away the, the cloak and telling you what's going on. Paul, the guy at the end of last hour, the, the end of last half hour, great phone call. But the last thing I want to do is take somebody on the air and then hold them through a break. I think that breaks up their thought process. What he had to say was excellent. It was amazing. I've got a hard break twice an hour. Once at the bottom, which is around 30. Once at the top, which is about the top, about zero. And um, I, I, I have to get out when that happens. Paul and I could have kept on talking, but the break would have happened on the radio stations either way. Great phone call. Paul, if you're still listening, I hope you are. Make sure you call back again sometime because you sound like a very, very intelligent guy. And he's right. Black people in this country were convinced to vote. It did not happen in the 1960s. And we have verified this through historical fact and historical record. In the 1920s and 30s, even into the early 40s, black people started voting Democrat because FDR promised them the New Deal. Promised them you know, a better job outlook, more money in your pocket. What they didn't realize is the New Deal purposely left out service workers, which were mainly the, the, the maids, the janitors, things like that. They were mainly done at the time by black people and by Hispanic people. So they were left out of the New Deal. But in fact, they were convinced to stop. They held their noses and they voted for, for FDR because of the promises. Now, when that happened, black Americans had a nuclear family to about the same percentage as white Americans did. Well over 90% mother, father, kids. Now, it's 70 or 80% single-parent households with kids. The father is nowhere to be, to be found. The responsibility is gone because the government took over that role and said, we'll give you welfare, we'll give you Medicare or Medicaid, we'll give you SNAP or food stamps. Black Americans were on the same exact trajectory as white Americans 
in the 1930s and 1940s. Now, my question is this. FDR promised, even go to JFK and LBJ, all these Democrats promised so much to black Americans. Did they come through for you? Did they come through? Did they do what they said they would do? And if the answer is no, and by the way, wink, wink, nod, nod, the answer is no, why do you keep voting that way? What exactly is it that would hurt you and your family or your future if you voted Republican to see what would happen? Because we know that the Second Chance Act came from Donald Trump giving people a second chance who were in prison. We know that black Americans, teen Americans, whose unemployment rate was through the roof under Obama, came way down under Trump. As Ben Carson told us, Dr. Carson came on and said, with a rising tide, all boats rise. And he's right. The economy got that much better. Regulations were that much lower. Things were looking up for all Americans. Yet for some reason, black Americans still voting Democrat. Hispanic Americans, although they're changing, they're still voting Democrat by large amounts as well. Isn't it time to try something else? And let me just finish with this before we take some calls because people are still holding. Uh, and it's 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Let me just give you one last little bit of information that I've given you before. I'll give it to you again. The KKK, lynching, Jim Crow, segregation, slavery, all mechanisms of the Democrat Party, period, end of story. And let me help you out with this before you even say it. Don't say it. There was no big switch. There never was. Unless you could tell me the, the, the get-together that happened, the convention that happened, where every Democrat said, hey, I'll be a Republican now, and every Republican said, I'll be a Democrat now. It just didn't happen. In fact, as the South became more, became more Republican, the fact is it became less racist. And the Civil War, I'll finish with this. The Republicans beat the Democrats in the Civil War. It wasn't North and South. It was Republicans against Democrats, and the Democrats lost. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Back at it. Going to be uh, Mark in Florida. Mark, what's going on? Hi. Uh, yes, uh, sir. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, I love your show every day. I listen to it on my way home from work, a 20-year vet. And uh, I just wanted to bring up something for, uh, you know, your your CRT, DEI stuff. Sure. So before I became a military person, I was, uh, you know, in the civilian sector and whatnot. And I don't know if you remember way back in the late 90s, early 2000s, they had something that was called uh, affirmative action. Yes. And I'm thinking maybe these are just the two new terms that they're using it. And, then you know, the companies are just keeping track of numbers of how much percentage of each race they had in their company to say, hey, look at us. We're the good guys. We're including everybody. Whether you're qualified or not, you're going to get the good jobs. Well, it's true, but it wasn't the 90s. It was actually 1961 when JFK signed affirmative action as an executive order. And affirmative action was never supposed to displace people who had the job and give it to somebody who wasn't qualified. Affirmative action, you're right, by the way, what you just said is correct. But affirmative action was supposed to make sure that the imbalance and the unfairness and the racism that was stopping black people from moving up would be gone. That isn't what they made it. They made it, okay, this percentage of, of this city is, is black, this percentage is white, this percentage is Hispanic. Your employee base must, much, must match that percentage, and that was the wrong way to do it because, as you said, they were giving jobs to people who were not qualified just to fill a quota. And quota systems are not fair. Quota systems just are something that a, a computer can ingest and say, okay, that looks fair. No, it's fair 
if you help figure out why black people weren't getting the jobs, why weren't they getting the opportunities, were they getting the proper education needed? So you're right, but it wasn't the 1990s or the 1960s when it started. No, oh, okay. Yeah, I understand. No, no uh, thank you for correcting me. I wasn't even born in the 60s. Oh, come on, Mark. That, that hey, you're, you're, you're making me feel in the late 90s and You're early making me 2000s. feel old. You're making me feel old now. No, Mark, uh, look, look, a couple <laughs> I of things. Sir. No, 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 don't apologize. Number one, thank you for your service. Number two, thanks for liking the show. No, and, and, and the entire meaning of your call is correct. You're right. Mark, I appreciate you. He's right. We were taking affirmative action and we were saying, I'm going to fill the spot with a Here's the ethnicity, here's the race of the person, just to make us look right with the EEOC commission, to make us look right with the federal government. It didn't matter if that person was was qualified. And by the way, affirmative action hurts well-qualified people, no matter what their race, more than just about anybody else. A well-qualified black person will not get the job because they filled it too quickly with somebody who might not be qualified, just to say, look, we could check off that mark. No. That isn't what should what should happen. What should happen is we should figure out why people in certain communities were not getting opportunities like others. Then figure out if they had the education, the know-how to get that opportunity, why didn't they? If they didn't have that opportunity, why not? They didn't have the education, but they didn't have the actual knowledge they needed. Why weren't they getting it? And then you fix that. You don't just hand them a job because that, that's a setup for failure just to make you feel less racist somehow. Affirmative action on its face was supposed to lift up those who weren't getting the jobs because of racism. It wasn't supposed to lift up those who weren't getting the job because they weren't qualified, because if you're not qualified, you shouldn't get the job. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts when we come back. Joe Pags. Monday, glad to have you. The Joe Pag Show. Thanks. Appreciate you stopping by. Got to remind you about something you already know. Prices keep going up and up, and more and more Americans are feeling the financial squeeze with the bills stacked up to the ceiling. Have you reached your debt ceiling? Are you robbing Peter to pay Paul? Are you being buried in bills and trying to keep up with all the credit cards, signature loans, internet loans, and timeshares? Get off that endless debt treadmill and make your New Year's resolution. Now that we're well into May, make your year's resolution to call Total Financial Freedom. If you owe more than $10,000, the team at Total Financial Freedom has been doing a phenomenal job for 16 years helping Americans like you resolve their debts and cut payments in half. If you don't believe me, you don't have to. I, I always tell you, be skeptical. Always check me. 1-800-833-9444. 800-833-9444. Call right now. Ask about the free book, The Debt Dietitian. Mention my name, Joe Pags, and get the free book when you call and learn how easy it would be to cut your payments. You can appreciate their team. Like-minded people, A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Zero complaints as well. Call Total Financial right now at 800-833-9444. 1-800-833-9444. Make it happen. Make it happen right now. Let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you waiting. Dave, what's on your mind? Hi. Hey, Joe. Hey. Uh, first-time caller, 24-year vet. Thanks, man. That dude that put out that travel warning out of the NAACP. Yes. 
that person lives in Tampa, Florida. Ah, there you go. He he he, he must love the racism if he's staying. That doesn't make I any just sense. You'd like to know that. Well, well, Dave, I appreciate you calling. Thanks for your service as well. Um, yeah, that to me, that's not that's not atypical. It's not. How many times do you hear people don't do this, don't do that? Trust me on this. Trust me on that. I, I can use for a prime example all of the idiots flying in. Carrie, what was it last year? Four hundred private jets into Davos. Mm, uh, maybe something like that. Hundred. I know it was hundreds. Yeah. And, you know, they're flying in to go do a speech about global warming or about climate change mm, yeah. when one of those private jets uses, I mean, I saw somewhere that it uses or, or it exudes, expels more more CO2 than like a, a person an entire year in their, in their car on one trip. I don't understand. But there, there you go. They're like, you, you can't do it. Don't do it. Gavin Newsom saying you can't eat inside. You'll get the COVID, you'll die. There he is, a picture of him eating inside with all his closest confidants, and nobody says a word. You got to wear a mask to go to the to the baseball game or the football game. There's, you know, Garcetti, the mayor of uh, the former mayor of Los Angeles, not wearing a mask. Then he lies and says, "Why well, wasn't breathing?" These people are not about keeping you healthy, keeping you safe, or warning you about real racism. These people are only out to control you, your thoughts, your moves, everything you want to do. And that's crazy. Aurora, San Antonio, let's go. Hi, yes. Hi. Um, I wanted to disagree with you on the point. You said affirmative action. You still should have hired the best qualified person. Yes. And my point is you could not have hired the best qualified person to have affirmative action work because the white man ruled. The white man was educated. So you had a position open. The white man already knew how to do it. The black man and the woman you would have had to train them. If right. somebody had to pay the price to break the chain. Well, and what's the price? Have somebody who's unqualified get fired from the job for doing it badly? Not get fired. Somebody that you had to train that didn't have any opportunity and couldn't get the opportunity anywhere. Well, you and I actually agree that I said earlier, I'm sure you heard me, I said if we're not getting the proper training in these communities that are underserved, make sure they get the training and then let them equally apply for the job. Don't let no, don't have them apply for the job. Force them to get hired and then, and then have to train them then. No, figure out why they didn't get the education coming up. So I don't think we disagree as much as you think. I just disagree with hiring somebody who is not qualified as they're being hired. Keep it here. Joe Pags.